You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. (sighs) The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle... Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Side B of the Half and Half Special. This is ARS 45. If you have uh, you stuck around here for this occasion, uh, certainly enough, we have a great show planned. I am the founding father. Alongside me is, of course, Deckard Bain. The great and powerful. Don't come into my house and expect me to do anything for you. I will break you. I have stairs now. I can throw you down them. And then defenstrate you off a really high window. And alongside Deckard Bain is our fearless leader of the anime rest stop, the Harvester. What's good, people? Did you know that defenstration is my favorite word in the It is. It became my favorite word in the English language. The <laughs> other two that have my three favorite words in the English are number one, frustration. Number two, doxy. Oh, say that one again. And number three. What's number two? I'm sorry, what? What was number two again? Uh, Doxy. 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 I'm looking that up right and now. Number three is uh, Rufophage. Wow. Because <laughs> the fact that we have a word just describing the eating of baby. Oh, wow. Makes oh. English awesome. Oh, dear. That. Wow. That actually makes things more disturbing for me, the fact that we have a word for that. Wow. Oh, by the way, did you know that uh, I, th- I think they've made Jahujin a real thing? I told you, really? we kept saying it would catch on. Or it's at least coming close. It's either that here. or ginormous. Ginormous. Yes, I've ginormous of the word is gargantuan. an actual... I've always been a fan of gargantuan. Well, ginormous uh, is an actual word. What? Yes. Ginormous is a word. Yes, listen here. Is a real word. Ginormous. That's from dictionaries.com. Extremely large, huge. That's its whole meaning. Here it is again for you. Ginormous. Wow. Like big large... You know, I kind of dig how sexy um, my dictionary.com voice is. My goodness. That's not my voice. It reminds me of when truth. Sorry about that, Dick. No, no, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm enamored with this, uh, with his voice. Reminds me of when truthiness became part of the, uh, 
English language. Because <laughs> truthiness, I remember, was coined. I remember hearing it on, uh, on, I believe it was either the uh, uh, John Stewart or the Stephen Colbert show. It was one of the so <laughs> you hit it, you hit it on the nose. Uh, origin eighteen twenty four for definition two, two thousand five for the first definition, coined by Stephen Colbert. Right, truthiness. <laughs> so the first definition, which uh, was coined by Stephen Colbert, the quality of seeming to be true according to one's intuition, opinion, or perception, without regard to logic, factual evidence, or the like. Sounds like a Donald Trump. And then uh, two is is rare, truthfulness or faithfulness. (laughs) I'm I'm glad as we are, um, as we're going into the foray for the flagship, that... um, if anything, we can be um, we can be as uh, as as outright as we can be in uh, in that manner. Because um, as our fearless leaders as stated previously, we've always tried to be um, apolitical. But there's some things that you know, common sense is uncommon these days, and you have to remind people that you know some things just shouldn't be. So yep. You know. Wait, what are you talking about? I love my alternative facts. <laughs> you shouldn't elect uh, 80s uh, movie villains to the highest office of land. <laughs> if you're going to have that, we need Ming. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You need Ming. You need... Uh... Bring Ming. I mean, Give us Darth Vader. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Might as—I mean, might as well elected uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. I think we could have done better. <laughs> you were gonna go that route. 80s would have been more interesting. Yeah, at least we would have had. The, at least we would have seen it coming. <laughs> Look out—he's got the bag. Wonder what's inside. But um, of course, uh, you know, a bit of a bit of a, a, a different introduction to uh, the podcast, everybody. So uh, if anything, just going to go around the horn here um, in, our, uh, in our, our our funny element here doing this special and uh, just ask, hey, what have you been uh, watching lately? Because I, I know we're all still contending with current affairs and uh, just trying to find the time between everything in our adulting uh at least for our side of it for sure so we're gonna start uh, a little differently we're gonna start actually with our fearless leader uh harvester what has been on the what's been on the home front let's see so i'm still watching uh sea princess in the demon castle okay how is that adorable hilarious the looking forward to season two of uh, Promise Neverland. I really need to start watching that. I can't wait till that time. Thing. Well, if anything, you just also digging hypnosis because it's absurd. Did, did mm. was that one of the titles that you told me that I needed to watch? Hypnosis. What was it? Uh, hypnosis, Mike. 
Hypnosis Mike. Don't you do it. Don't you do it, Missy. I know yes, it's about uh, rap battles with uh, a Japanese salary. Now, it's, it's, it's one of those things you kind of need to see for yourself. Totally. I, I remember hearing about that one just in passing. And it seemed pretty interesting, just the fact it's uh, it deals with, with with rap, you know, and just given the premise, so it's it's seems pretty cool just from the sounds of it. I am also still watching uh, Talentless Night and uh, Wander. Those are the things I'm actively. Understood. Oh man, so it sounds like you have quite the list. I know, Harvester. Just in between that, I know your list runs the gambit. Um, but those being at the top is uh really awesome. Uh, if anything, will um, you you actually hit the nail on the head for one of our topics uh this episode, and we can, uh talk about that in between matters as we go around the table uh Deckard Bain what have you been breaking in your uh in your watch list so I haven't really been digging anything into actual watching outside of I watched all the blood of Zeus uh watched a few movies with the kid um what I have actually been doing is reading God of High School because I am really enjoying that series Goodness, excuse me. I do not know what is wrong with me. Um, but I'm really enjoying God of High School. So I've been just, I've been watching it. Awesome, uh, awesome. Apparently that is the preferred way to experience story. So I will definitely say that even though the anime is good, it is very good. Uh, as Filthy Casual mentioned, its pacing is a bit off the pacing could have been much, much better with, um, with it, but I could reading from what I, from what I have read, I understand why if they want, if it, I really feel like the anime industry is kind of flipping backwards. Like, um, when I really started digging in back in the, uh, early two thousands, and I looked at the differences between shows like Samurai Deeper Kyo and its uh, manga counterpart and the things that they changed to fit the uh, initial run that they had or to make sure that they could fit it within whatever their current license agreement was for or to make sure that they had a full story just in case it didn't get picked up again. They were able to end it. I understand why they do stuff like that because they don't want you, they don't want you to get too invested and they don't want to put too much money into it, especially with how much I want to say there was like an extra two to three episodes that could have been done with some of the stuff that they put together here, or at least like an Omaki that they could come out with later, like maybe a half hour, 45 minute Omaki that would fill in some gaps. Um, 
there were some things that were purposefully left out. And again, just in case it doesn't get picked up again, it makes sense. Especially since what uh, this was produced. Didn't, uh, who, well, it was Crunchy who produced it, correct? So, yes. It was Crunchy, yes. It is, yes. Yeah, so just in case it wasn't received there, they needed to be received. Original. Yeah, yeah, right. the quote-unquote original. Quote-unquote original. But just in case it wasn't received the way that it should, that, um, that it deserved to be, in my opinion, they can keep going, you know? Uh, that's how I look at it. So I'm I'm not really mad with how the show went. I am a little upset about some of the changes. Like I'm looking at one of the, uh, one of the six right now, and he is not as impressive in the anime as he is in the. I mean, uh, yeah, he's not as impressive in the anime as he is in the manga. Which, which is kind of given the fact that the anime was handled in part, you know, with this uh, with Crunchy's uh, role in the production committee. And the animation handled by Studio Mappa. Um, and Mappa's handled some action stuff in the past, of course, with uh, Harvester and I. You know, we know them for a lot of things, including uh, Garo and Rage of Bahamut, um, along, among many others. So I there's would been. Like to watch the second season of uh, Rage of Bahamut. Oh, here we go. We talked about that last episode. So <laughs> we talked. One day. One day, um, it, the second season will be liberated from that asylum known as Amazon. We have talked about this. It will be liberated one day. Perhaps um, Sentai will be the one to, to bridge that, and maybe you'll have uh, a negotiation of sorts. Maybe there can be some things done there. But right now, it's it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Unfortunately, same with Psychopath season three. So you're not alone, Harvester. Yeah, well, I really would like that too, but I guess I have to uh, make do with a uh, get. Not wrong, not wrong. It's it, it's sad and it's true, and it for those who've been uh, watching, uh, we talked about it in our previous episode uh, of the the flagship concerning. Um, the streaming war and some of the casualties of the streaming. So um, Amazon has quite a few in that roster. Uh, thankfully, Sentai is, you know, been able to get Killing Bites and Blade of the Immortal. Uh, just I know a drop in the bucket compared to what's on that uh, streaming service. But uh, in the meantime, weird that Sentai isn't dubbing bites. That's like bread and butter. Is a Violent kitty show where they're not dubbing. This is very true. Unless they, which I would think they, I would think, okay, if they're gonna, they're getting it. And I'm not sure how Amazon's algorithm works for them as far as like looking at it to see if anyone's watching it to gauge, okay, it's worth chancing a dub here on this is worth putting the talent to this to make it work because dubs aren't cheap as we are aware dubs are not cheap um not not by the least bit people think oh well they could just get a bunch of people together and well 
of course, nowadays you just can't get a bunch of people. To get, well, that normally doesn't happen in this particular elephant. You get them one at a time in a booth. But, you know, nowadays... You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. (sighs) The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle... Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Everyone has to record from home in in spots. So uh, it will be interesting to see how Killing Bites... um, you know, how it performs physically and if Sentai will eventually grant it a a dub. Um as it relating back to uh the God of High School, um kinda sad that the anime has that uh pacing element. But even for that I know it it's garnered its fair share of attention. Um given matters i think it, it's quite a surprise that um it, it got the uh the 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 just do you know as a you know given its uh its element you know a manhwa and you know a manhwa that's been done you know pretty well and the manhwa was well respected and then you know it was a webtoon um that transitioned to where we are now so i think it's uh interesting and that seems to be the the trend um, not just with the God of High School, but also um, uh, another series that debuted uh, earlier this year, and that was uh, Tower of God, I believe. Yep, Tower of God. So it's it'll be interesting to see how things go. But for your enjoyment, glad that you are partaking in uh, the the manhwa for sure. Um, for me, it's kind of a, a mixed bag. Of what I've been enjoying, I do have something that I've been watching, not just for enjoyment, but for this podcast. Um, and I will reveal that title um, a little later in the show. But as far as anything from uh, uh, this season, I did watch the first episode of um, Akumata Drive, and it is very crazy. It's I enjoy it. It is fun. It's very well animated. It's the action's great. The characters are solid. It is very. I imagine for some people, this is what Cyberpunk 2077 should be and hopefully will be. Very, very, um, very fun given the, the element, the backdrop of it with um, this war that's ravaged um the world and how japan is is pretty much separated in terms of territories and how you get the criminal element into play and how this criminal element 
is uh, portrayed here is quite solid. I mean, imagine basically this is as someone put it best. This is a this is your new age fighter come to life with a full on. We talked about in sixteen bit with uh, fighting games with stories. Well, this is one certainly that has kind of that vibe to it. A little bit of that vibe. Yeah. So, very stylish, too. Very stylish um, show. Um, first episode gave me that impression. Um, the, 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 the combat is excellent. The fight choreography is well done. Uh, it is, this show is done by Studio uh, Piero and is under Funimation. So, you can f- watch it on uh, Funny. I'm gonna, with my list of things, I'm gonna try to stick around for this one. Because outside of this, I have a list of titles that ranges both time and space. Uh, Magic Knight Rare Earth, all the way to, let's see, Magic Knight Rare Earth, Gundam, After War X. Um, and of course, I still have a few other things in the pressure cooker that you know it, it's not limited, not limited at all. It's 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 it runs a peg, city hunter. So fair share of things, fair share of things to uh, to keep me busy. But um, outside of our individual watch list and such, um. Let's just get into it uh, since Harvester talked about it. Promise Neverland season two. So people like uh, Promise Neverland. Apparently they liked it a lot. So much that we had a live action movie. The initial season was was well done. The manga has been a success. The manga has since ended. Has not stopped the anime because we are getting season two. Let's go around the table. Uh, Harvester? So, I'm pretty certain we're going to get... We have a season two coming. We're right. probably going to get a move. I'd imagine the wrap-up will be a move. Mm-hmm. Since it doesn't lend itself to filler. Money train going to the same gonna get a move. Hmm. You got a point because it is a straightforward story. Straightforward and pretty uh sound for Shonen Jump. I mean it didn't Promise Neverland didn't really, as manga wise, it didn't wear out as welcome. It 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 ended at peak. Sort of like what we got with uh, Demon Slayer, which is true. Now the Demon Slayer movie did roll in a lot of money, though. So we were already getting a third. This particular story arc was done as. Hmm. So. Really digging with the Dover Demon Slayer. I need to pull the trigger on buying a copy. I'm trying to decide if I want to 
So I want the big luxurious uh, special edition, but I want to reward that fundamental uh, actual uh, priced uh, edition. I want more of that from that funny next relationship. So I feel like I should buy that my dollar. You said the the magic word, and that is voting with your dollar. So I, I, you know, I think it's a unique situation, uh, a good situation for sure, um, as far as the fact that an Aniplex title um, is going to be made available at an affordable, an actual real affordable price. So, you know, given this, given the fact that Funny is under uh sony and so you have your 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 balance market in funimation you have your 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 boutique um releases with antiplex because the region two price point the collector's price point has proven itself you know pretty well here to have last as long as it has to this point um so there's nothing wrong with trying to reward that uh that lower price point, you just have to trying to figure out how, because you you don't want the same show twice, in different formats. But then that might be the new, maybe that's the new norm. It, thought about expanding the uh, the shelf a little bit. Maybe I uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen long since two rooms of the house. So I really don't a lot of space anymore. Not because I don't like them, because I don't have space. So I'm gonna have to like I'm probably gonna mm. Lauren my copy of Review Starlight so I can buy the special Oh, that would be that awesome. Her, that was her uh, price for a for uh, Udicon online. Oh wow! Okay. Oh wow, she had a. <laughs> That's what she had a price. That's what I put up. Wow. Gotcha. Oh man. No, that's definitely awesome. No, that's definitely awesome. Uh, just to have that up there as um, you know, an element for sure. I I have thrown some money at some special editions. Wouldn't. Uh, I bought some of the Madoka Magica special edition. That Homer. A couple of the kill look. I will buy a special of a Dur as soon as they uh, put a price. I just need it all together so I can buy it all at once and supposed to. 
that'll get Oh yeah, totally. Because that uh that price point, especially for separate discs, can be uh, fierce. Especially you're collecting and one disc is missing, that can always be a hassle. Yeah, for me, it's mostly the I don't feel like going through the hassle of trying to track this, make sure I get more. I'd rather purchase all at once, be done with. Very much so. No, totally. That would be a thing. Um, sorry about that, Decker Bain. You got something to add to the to the mix of it? Nope. I just have Homer on my mind, and I'm angry. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, but speaking of tracking wrong, Homer didn't didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> see, here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> he wears the shirt to 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 get under my skin, and it works oh, every time. Goodness. I should stop falling for this after all this time. Right, we need more. We do. Okay. I, I do want to see the rest of that series finished. I'm still hoping that they're gonna go back to it. I like the magical side story stuff. That was. I need a inclusion of questions. Yeah, they left a lot a little too open. Yeah, for uh, rebellion. You can see Homer get her comeuppance, I guess. She needs the comeuppance because once certain people break out of certain things, comeuppance is happening. Well, I mean, stupid little selfish wench. Well, there's so much to unpack with that. And with Madoka, Madoka. Uh, Madoka Magica is legendary as a as a series, Magical Girl series. Uh, it pretty much the way that um, Neon Genesis Evangelion in its time um, deconstructed uh, Mecha. Uh, Madoka Magica is a series that uh, deconstructs uh, Magical Girl uh, genre, and in its in its manner, and. Um, I remember seeing Rebellion. Rebellion's an excellent film. It's been a long time since Rebellion. It's been a little while. It's kind of hard to... I mean, if you anticipate it... Yes, I mean... I mean, it wouldn't be hard, but it just you'd have to really build towards it. You know, and just you'd have to get you know fans excited for it again, and I mean that, and that happens quite a bit, um, you know, especially for for long established uh, series over time. We see time and time again when they're brought back up in some fashion that um, you can get that appeal again, and and we're going to talk about actually one of those um, as we we make our foray here in the show. Um, and so with that, I uh, want to bring some things to your attention because a lot has been happening in the sphere. Apparently a lot has been happening uh, as far as anime, manga, and the like. And so, you know, before we 
fully jump in, I want to take some time to um, just put word out as it relates to Fandom Post, uh, a website that I have contributed to in the past. Uh, Fandom Post is um, the... 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Website of one Chris Beverage. And if you don't know who that is in the spectrum, this is why. Uh, we have such podcasts and those and the like. Um, Chris has been pretty much a, a solid uh, stalwart in the scene for anime journalism uh, in, in the West. And when you look at the work that he did with anime on DVD, Back in the late 90s. And this is when DVD was starting to become a format. It basically came around the time. Little before ANN really started to be a thing. And a lot of people got their, their start there. And got their inklings and understanding of things there. And bettered themselves there in some capacity. Um, and, and Chris himself is a genuinely good person and needs, um, needs our help. Uh, pretty much our approach. He's the, the website's approaching its time. Literally they have a three month window to get a particular, uh, goal, monetary goal up. And if not, not successful, we will, we as a fandom, generationally, for what it's worth, will lose a, a pretty big chunk of its history with fandom posts being gone. So I want to put it out there um, that certainly fandom posts, um, great site. Chris Beveridge is a good person and whatever you can do, definitely, um, you know, put word out, send uh, your, your well wishes, send your assistance monetarily, especially in this time um, to help out someone that's been a pretty Big well known. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
And I, I couldn't have said that better, uh, Harvester. Thank you. I can't imagine what the English language fandom would look like without fan folks. A little, a little wild. I knew they might not be around. I mean, we've we've had to say goodbye to a couple things in the fandom for our time. You know, uh, remember all the GeoCity sites and Tripod sites early yes. fandom. Yes, yes, yes. Remember, I um, do a lot with that stuff, but I do remember. Yeah, you know, we had to say goodbye to um, Anime Web Turnpike. Yeah, remember that. Ooh. I read a lot of Rama. Yeah. You know, I mean, and even though those things are are gone, um those those things play a big role in the history of of what we've enjoyed and what others are enjoying now. And uh and Chris to be around for that and to grow fandom posts into what it's been for anime journalism and to see so many different people you know in their walks of it know this man and respect this man um it speaks a lot there losing losing that website losing fandom posts would it's basically losing a large chunk of history large chunk of living history so I want to say for everything and just, you know, my elements there too in, in, in the small contributions of reviews, I want to say thank you to Chris um, for being a very good person and giving person a very understanding human being. And if anything, we hope that just in this time that we can put just some word out there to help things along and, and certainly see that fandom post stays with us uh, longer. Yeah. Make that a bit clearer on the page. So I will go as post. Can't let fandom post this. Right. Just can't, just can't. Um, Especially, oh my goodness, because when you look at it now for fandom, you know, when you look at anime fandom, there's so much that, there's so much history that um, people don't know about, and some will never know about. Some will never know the struggle of um, the tape trading circles. There are those that will never know early broadband uh, Deckard Bane. They will never know that struggle, being in college. You'll never know that. You'll never know any of that. We suffered so they didn't. That's right. <laughs> this is very well said. Very well said. Um, and speaking of history, as part of that, um, for a, we, we turn to an announcement from uh, Seven Seas Entertainment. So Seven Seas made an announcement uh and this is from ann um 
that broke this news that uh, Seven Seas is going to be doing a new imprint for light novels and, and Prowse novels. Uh, apparently, the company had been doing, they've been publishing light novels since 2006, but there was a special comment added by um, by the publisher concerning it. It says, um, this is from Jason uh, DeAngelis, who added, um, but in the last several years, we've dramatically expanded, so the light novels now comprise about 25% of our yearly title list. 25% of the yearly title roster is made up of light novels. Remember when things were manga? Remember that? Yeah. Well, it's not so much the manga went away. It's just that's where all the adaptations started going. Lightning. A lot of them. Oof. Uh, one of your favorite series is uh, a light novel series, if I recall, and that is uh, Index in Real Games. Yes. That and so, yeah. Shackle Gun Oshan. Right. There's there's a few of them. If I'm not mistaken, Read or Die was a light novel series at first. Die. Yeah, Read or Die was cool. Read or Die was fun. Very fun. But a lot of light novel a lot of stuff comes from light novels these days. So a good move as it relates to um their new imprint, their new imprint will be, uh, it's titled Airship. So just look forward um, to that forthcoming. Interesting stuff uh, there from Seven Seas. And uh, of course, we we can't go and talk about one and not talk about the other. So apparently there's a lot of stuff in the cooker for Kodansha. Um, Kodansha's got a lot of titles coming out. And some of them are are just worth noting. I I I you know I took a look at the list, and there's some of them that are really really interesting. And I can see a few things given where we are at this particular point in our not just our collective fandom, but really where the world is right now. That um these titles will make it. And these titles will do some pretty, pretty worthwhile things, um, especially one out of the gate um, that just comes to mind. And it, it deals with a unique, well, fairly unique premise. Um, in fact, here we go. It's called the title is the title is uh, "Boys Run the Riot." And uh, I'll I'll just so you've heard of this one. Been meaning to uh, check it out. I've been going through uh, ANN's uh, fall manga guide, right, and looking for things that might be. And so you know, as a as a group, ARS reads a lot of manga. Pretty odd sure. that I personally don't. So I've been trying to uh, manga intake, trying to get a little bit into that side of the. Mm. So that was one of the titles I've been checking out just because the name. 
Hmm. Let's see. Well, given matters, you want to tell um some of the some of our uh our our our, our listeners about this title, particularly like synopsis, anything in particular they want to outside of the title that they want to be like because the title does sound interesting just on end, but know anything like about the title itself, like any core elements that are going to stick out and grab people in. A second. Nope. Can we get I'm oh, sorry. Give me a second to grab my. Sure thing. No problem. No problem. Riveting podcasting as uh, we have um, Deckard Bain. He is. Um, he is just in the background right now, just awaiting a comment. Deckard Bain, uh, uh, have you uh, have you told the bat that he has permission to die? Uh, being a I think you need something to wait for a second. Oh, okay. I did see his mic. Th- there we go. But um, I think he did step away for a bit. But um, so it's a uh, fashion manga. Okay. So. Is going to be, uh, apparently a rugged fashion story. I am always see how this shit up. I am interested. I I want to see where that goes. Because you have the fashion uh, model element, which, I mean, there's been other fashionably inclined titles in manga's past but you know given the premise with uh with the the i was gonna probably talk about for uh here we get to do it again at an actual because it uh, yes it's a thing and, uh you know i'm always looking for to think titles to pop in have a conversation about what that this has been absolute one of the things I was angle. Totally. We do a anime I think it I, I think given the the changing element that's going on with so many players active in region one and so many on production committee now, Netflix, Crunchyroll um i think this could, i think this has a good chance i think this has a good chance of making it of being an anime um you know of course the the audience you target for it um as it relates to matters it's it's going to be specified marketing but i think as far as appeal goes i think there's enough there this would do well cuz if you recall a certain title um yuri on ice Performed surprisingly well. Yeah, it was good. Mike did enjoy a lot of the drama. 
Mm. It was also uh, fun to see uh, the LGBT crowd get excited about. I'm glad they. Me too. No, absolutely. Uh, glad that we're in an age where there's literally something for everybody. That's what makes it, it you know, awesome to see. Um, and that's certainly one of the, the big titles here. There's a couple others in the queue um, from Kodansha for some re-releases for sure. Uh, Battle Angel Lita will be getting a re-release. Sailor Moon will be getting a, a re-release. Um, but of the of the new titles, uh, Beauty and the Beast of the Lost Paradise seems interesting. Different take of Beauty and the Beast. Um, the Invincible reincarnated uh, Konkatsu. Uh, cover cover looks nice. Um, dig the artwork. You know, it, it's it's in the fantasy element. It looks like so. You know, given where Isekai is in this regard, I want to see what they decide to do with it. But um, Kodansha giving quite a few unique elements here to the take. Um, but I, I definitely see where um, the uh, you know the boy, boys run the riot is gonna be one you want to watch out for um, to some degree. I, I do feel this has enough to get an anime and do something um, given where we are in modern day. But um, Kodansha is still bringing some stuff and I, I think it's kind of interesting where Kodansha has like a pretty good dynamic and they've always kind of have like a, a blend where Shueisha Shueisha's you know, bread and butter is, is shonen and then stuff that's seinen but not White scene in. But there's more shonen analogs to it. So um I've always found it to be interesting in that regard, uh, you know, publishing wise, uh in, in the mix of those those two. And of course Shogakuan as well to make that third. Um I'm, I'm sorry, uh Harvester. Harvester. Jump. Shueisha, Shugakuin, Manga, Triangle, for us, like, we, they are the source for us. Shueisha stuff is, uh, does land, it's not technical. Hmm. It's true, true. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm sure, like, even at this point, like, even though Kadansha's had some stuff, like, a lot of people, a lot of fans are probably more familiar with, with Jump because of so many figures that have been in Jump. Um, I think it's funny that, you know, historically, there's there's been a few that have made the Jump from Jump and they've gone to Kodansha. One that comes to mind is uh, Shaman King. Yeah. You know, which I, I thought was quite a, a different, you know, situation, but it, it did in fact happen. 
you know, very, very intriguing stuff there. Um, I'm actually looking we, forward to that Shonen Shonen King revival. It looks good. The trailer looks really nice for it. Um, there's a lot of things coming back. Shaman King's coming back. Bleach is coming back to get, you know, a, a last run. So Battle athletes. Uh, yeah, battle athletes. Yeah. So it's a fair, fair share of nostalgia um, hitting around as it relates to uh, to anime. And uh, this piece of news I found interesting um, as it relates to this uh, this this modern ninja tale. So uh, just to, to make a quote here from ANN, um, Japanese publisher Inmaku announced that uh, they'll begin publishing the Ninja World USA manga digitally on Comixology. Uh, Kindle Store, Google Play, iBooks, uh, Nook Books, and other digital platforms in the U.S., Brazil, Europe, Mexico, and other regions on November 20th. So apparently this uh, title uh, will be released in a comic book style single issue format, and the first issue will launch on that day. The title is... The description of the title is as follows. Ninja World USA tells the story of what happened to Ninja after the end of the samurai era when a Japanese uh, conglomerate decides that Ninja are too youthful to dispose of. They find themselves secretly deployed to various parts of the world. While under the guise of being businessmen or immigrants, they hide in plain sight while undertaking secret missions at the behest of the massive company. As the name implies, Ninja World USA will follow the descendants of some of these nin some of these ninja on their modern day exploits in the United States. Well, there you have it. <laughs> so, so pretty much spies, pretty much, um, yeah, pretty much spies, pretty much like, like, um, like was the show, uh, like, like, uh, Jason Bourne, like Treadstone. Treadstone. So, I just kind of want like a story about a ninja assassinating Jeff Bezos. <laughs> or at least attempt to. <laughs> I imagine some hilarity. Stop dueling the ring with Jeff Bezos. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that that is keen. That is keen there. <laughs> oh my goodness. That that's a sharp element, uh, Harvester. That is a sharp element. Um and sharp as the katanas as they clash in the rain. But um another thing that is sharp is uh undoubtedly is the intellect of one Naoki uh Kurosawa. Uh, the, the modern day uh, god of manga, some call him um, a solid disciple of, of you know, Tezuka. Very Tezuka feel. Um, tremendous mangaka. Um, certainly uh, for me, my all time favorite from him is uh, Pluto. Pluto is really good. Um, 
he's done a lot of amazing things for a lot of great titles. And he made an announcement that he has a, an anime that he wants to show everyone. Well, what could it be, uh, Harvester? What, what are your thoughts on it? Um, as we also wait. Pluto well, we know the Pluto anime has been rumored for some time. Like, that, that's been a thing. Like, I believe it was even announced at a point that is happening with no confirmed dates or anything. Um, because either that, some people are rumoring maybe 20th Century Boys. Because, you know, that had a series of live action movies that did well. Um, I mean, I don't know if he wants to go back and do Master Keaton again. Um, Master Keaton is solid. Master Keaton is very seinen. Very adult anime. In the sense of seriousness. There's not too much. Like, this um, isn't being for grown-ups so much. Right. Right. Being for, being for mature people. You know, so. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But the speculation is afoot. A lot of excitement there. Uh, to see what Urasawa has going. And he has some, of course, modern day titles um, that have uh, been released lately. I believe there's a there's one that just came out from uh, from Viz, and um, it's a just a I believe it's a anthology, if I'm not mistaken, um, that has attention uh, for sure. But um, definitely. Um, the anime announcement brings things together. Uh, of course, the title I'm talking about is um, Mejirushi, uh, the sign, uh, Mu Mujirushi, the sign of dream. Um, I have seen this around. It is uh, localized by Viz. And if anything, it, it you know, there is actually a solid uh, story here. And, Given Urasawa's work, we're talking about a person that's won the uh, Seiyun Award, the Tezuka Award, three times, I believe. Um, you know it's going to be good, regardless of what it is. You know it's going to be good. So we know that manga-wise, anime-wise, how adapted is going to differ. And that will be the its own uh, foray. And, and if he's going to be more closely involved with his production, he's totally with it. Definitely. Definitely. That's the only way it can go. That's the only way it can go. But we'll we'll see. And, uh, you know, as we've been watching everything, we've been watching all sorts of stuff. Of course, the one thing, the other thing that's been a stalwart for a while, we talked about stalwarts earlier, Toonami. So... Toonami, in its current form, they are going to take on, you know, they, Toonami and, of course, you know, Adult Swim had their festival. Toonami made the announcement that they are going to start running uh, the Gridman anime. SSSS um, -S 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 Gridman. And that'll be on the, January. I believe, the third week of January. You're going to start running that. I am really curious how that's going to go. Well, it's actually the fourth week of January. January, I believe it's January the twenty. I believe it's the weekend of January twenty third. 
January 23rd. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes over because I mean it's it's Ultraman essentially. It it it's well Gridman essentially in that legacy of Ultraman. So you have your 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 hero element, and you have some darker elements at play because of some of the story, but I, I think it should theoretically it should be okay. I think it I should do it well. feels a little meta. to see it do well. The same. Gundam. Mm. So you, you think it's going to like have just one showing and then that's it. We never see it again. Like it'll be a thing that's around but it won't it's not going to get the appeal because of it being meta because it's so aware of itself and I mean and that's a valid point even though the show is meta but the show is also action it has a lot of action it 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 can be better but then it can take itself seriously when it has to so It'll be interesting to see how that goes uh, for Gridman, because it, it is coming in January. Um, may not be the 23rd, but I, it is certainly coming in uh, in January 2021. Uh, and sadly, we have lost the Harvester here. Riveting uh, podcasting folks, uh, please stand by as we uh, reestablish contact. You, sir. Testing, 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 testing. Everybody back? I'm here. Uh, I know if uh, I know if uh, Deckard's here, Deckard Bain. You're on, but I don't think I can hear you. Deckard Bain, are you great? Are you breaking the bat? But we shall uh, we shall proceed um, with that. We apologize, ladies and gentlemen, for the uh, technical difficulties. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how Gridman performs with the uh, Toonami crowd. Because we, we've said it before, we talked amongst ourselves. Uh, some things are not meant for Toonami. Not to say they're not good. There's so, a lot of great anime that's never been on Toonami. Yeah, it seems There's a little... There's quite a share. That I was saying. Uh, Gridman seems a little meta for Toonami. Right. But... I 
Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I'd imagine maybe they'll stick around. Maybe. Depends on when it gets to uh, air. Depends on the time. Depends on what time slot it'll get slated into uh, for its crowd. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens there. Um, all happenings uh, afoot here. So it seems like we blinked Harvester and Zoids came back. You know, Zoids Wild is on, um, is on uh, Netflix. And apparently with that, Seems like um seems like the, the, the company behind Zoids, uh Takara, seems like there's a, a new sort of vigor for the brand. And so they're they've announced they're gonna do another video they're gonna do a new video game for uh the new Zoids. Yeah, that's it on the Switch, right? That's the one for the Switch, yes. That's me. I wish I I could stuff enough to buy yeah it i mean it's very it's zoids is pretty much like your it's it has the charm of your super robot stuff because i mean that's what it is it, it it's you know it has that 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 element there and of course younger people pilot them and kids pilot them in the new one so um, you know, for the new game that will be coming to the Switch soon. So you want to look out for that. And it's kind of funny that the Switch is a host for for that because, ironically enough, with the latest editions uh, of Super Robot Wars, Super Ro- Robot Wars V, X, and T, they all have ports to the Switch. They're on PS4, but they have ports to the Switch. So it's kind of, kind of funny how that goes for the for the giant robot love, you know. It all seems to roads lead to switch. Any franchise that do well with switch, robot wars. True, given the. Oh yeah, oh totally, totally, and in the title, of course, Zoids Wild Infinity Blast. Um, if that's not enough to of a name to get you into it, of course the trailer's cool and showcases um showcases matters well. Game launches uh, November twenty sixth. Of course, given the current state of affairs, may want to watch out for any possible delays. So, um, 
we're approaching that particular point in the show uh, where I reveal what I watch for the show. And what I watch for the show, and this comes courtesy because we do have a announcement here that, that coincides with it, is actually with after this announcement coincides with this. So it was announced recently that the legendary mecha series Getter Robo will be returning um, with a brand new chapter, uh, Getter Robo Arc. And uh, Getter Robo Arc is, you know, much like the main series, it's another in the saga of Getter Robo, um, originally created by uh, Go Nagai and Kenny Shikawa. Um, Getter Robo Arc was a story that um, Ishikawa was structuring before his passing, his untimely passing. Um, he was uh, 58 when he uh, passed away in uh, 2006. And of course, with his um, with his passing, that has left the story unfinished. So uh, apparently. It has been scouted for a for an anime adaptation, and uh, apparently, the media is going to be doing the animation for this uh, particular rendition. So, um, if anything, the trailer revealed a bit, you know, the CG and. And of course, a rendition of the theme song, of course, in this case, done by um, Mr. Dragon Ball himself, uh, Horonobu uh, Kageyama. Of course. That you have to. You have to. You can't have Get a Robo without Jam Project, specifically Mr. Dragon Ball. You need Mr. Dragon Ball. Uh, for this, so Harvester, what are what are your thoughts on? Uh, we talked about nostalgia. Here's another, you know, blast from the past coming back. So, uh, I am a giant, but sure, and it's kind of hard to really have conversations about and not aware of. Get a robo in place in general by him. So, those of us who don't know, the Get a Robot show is one of become a staple, not just anime, not in pop culture at this point. You still there, sir? I'm still here. Already. And the fact that we're getting more get a robo kinda warms my heart because we it felt like for a little while that Mecca was kinda I don't want to say dying, but it had lost its 
might have played something, I guess. Make us stop being right. the focus of his show. It was sort of like actually element. Just have a show about anything. You throw a giant robot into it. It's fine. So this makes me happy. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and there was a time where people like the biggest talked about show prior to this, Mecca Wise, was Darling the Franks. Yeah, and which I enjoyed for what it was. A lot of people wanted uh, Darling and the Franks, the second favor. Yeah, I'm saying hit all the points. No, I was just asking. I, if there was more. I I didn't think that there was anything more after that story ended. Oh, for Darling and the Franks. Or? Yeah, for Darling and the Franks. No, it seems like Darling and the Franks is uh, done. We need to get some spinoff stuff, some world stuff. Uh, I'd imagine mostly just because Zero Two is still not really as a character. They're not gonna let their franchise lead die, but she'll just we'll just keep Zero Two. No, totally. It it was a time where, like you said. That was the biggest uh, draw. And afterwards, it just seemed like every other show, uh, um, a lot of mecha stuff has shown up on Netflix, but it's been like a blend of CG. Uh, stuff like, you know, Last Hope. I like Kawamori. Kawamori's great, but it just, it's not, it wasn't the most, nobody really talked about it, sadly. Um, you know, and among other titles that just didn't hit the mark. Um, so now to hear that not just not just an, an older mecha show is coming back, because we know Code Geese is uh is is got its plans. Right. But the fact it's an old title in a an innovator. An innovator that is making a return is uh speaks volumes and mind you it's not the first time that ghetto robo has had the lace the boots up again for a new generation to tell its story um and that actually in tune plays with uh the title i watched for this podcast and that title is new getter robo. <laughs> See what I did there? See that? See that? I have not seen new getter robo in. You have not seen it in a long time. Well, uh, let me readjust my comm here, um, and I will <laughs> I will begin to uh, to tell the story uh, in this review. Uh, and this comes courtesy because you're here. This this kind of ties into uh you know little not not quite canon to ARS 45 but you know we it, we 
kind of turned the clock a little forward, a little forward to the 2000s, early to early close to mid 2000s. So we'll go to about 04, 04. So in 2004, uh, Brainspace, um, this lovely studio in Japan that's been around, goodness, 24 years. They have done a lot of stuff, stuff you like. They did a little thing you like called Penguin Drum. Pretty. Yeah. Snafu, Blood Lad. Another mecha show, Rennie. Oh, no, not, not, Ren, not Rennie. I'm sorry. That's Rumiko Takahashi's fair. I'm thinking of the flower of Rennie. But uh, Rumiko Takahashi's Rennie was done by uh, Brainbase. To have a Rumiko Takahashi show at your helm, that's not bad at all. But rewinding the clock back, they did a fair share of OVAs for Gonagai and Dynamic Planning. And of course, in association with Bandai Visual. So we had a lot of stuff. And what makes New Getter Robo interesting is. It's the last Getter Robo OVA for a while because prior to that was Getter Robo Armageddon, Shin Getter Robo versus Neo Getter Robo. And in between all of that, you had Mazenkaiser and Mazenkaiser versus the Great General of Darkness. So fair share of stuff leading into this. So it's 2004. Let's get into it. So Getter Robo tells the story. Read, well, rather, New Getter Robo tells the story, a reimagining of the Getter Robo story with Dr. Satome um, and, of course, his lab and the invention of the getter robo and the getter and of course learning of the getter rays and this crazy war that is ongoing with in this world it's the oni um the oni yes the japanese mythological creatures the oni are here <laughs> and they're wrecking stuff this replaces the dinosaur empire in the Hiaki Empire of the original uh, manga and anime from the 70s. So, after so many attempts and so many good people, including Dr. Satome's own son, pretty much Dr. Satome has to uh, seek out three dudes with attitude to uh, help solve some things. And boy, does he find those those dudes am i still coming in yep you're still coming in okay just make it short adam's still there so rather harvester so pretty much uh he finds it's a 13 episode ova so first episode starts off with you know the battle and dr satomi realizing 
he's got to find the three to help with this whole thing with the getter rays and the, the strange oni that are showing up. He's got to find three pilots to do this thing. So the first one out of the gate is Ryoma Nagare, who is the team leader. He is the, uh, the hothead of the group. He is a trained martial artist who put his training partners in a coma. Traction. Hurt. When we find him, he is literally just, he just inherited his, uh, his, 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 his grandfather's dojo, but it's in debt to the Yakuza. So what does he do? He beats up the Yakuza. <laughs> I'm not paying you your money. I'm not paying you anything. <laughs> then proceed. <laughs> right, right. Pay you in pain in these hands. Then proceeds, of course, to go to the uh to the local uh the local uh noodle shop and you know noodle restaurant and hang out. And of course the ladies of the uh of, of the corner are you know they're aware of him. And he is aware of them. But he's like, hey, I can't go see you. I don't have any money. Bye. So Ryoma is very frank. I'm sorry, Harvester. I want to add something to this. To this recap. Okay. Sounds about so, right. Yeah. So, so um, to, to give some, some, some guidance here. Um, in Japanese... Uh, Ryoma is played by uh, Hideo uh, Ishikawa, no relation to uh, Ken Ishikawa. And uh, in English, he is played by Lex Lang. Now, there's a name you... You're probably familiar with Lex Lang, uh, Harvester. Lex Lang is actually a friend. Um, wow. Those who are... Those who, you probably recognize him most for being so Sosuke uh, Saga. Sosuke Saga. That's right. Sonosuke, yeah, Sano. Yep, he's Sano. Yeah. Yep, he's Sano. He was, uh, goodness, he's, he's had quite a few roles. That's a... So, you said you were looking to watch Magic Knight Ray, right? I am, yes. He is also from Zaga. Oh, okay. Oh, nice, nice. And I have seen Okay, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, he's, he's got a list of... Uh, he's Guineas in uh, 8th MS Team. Yeah. And I really enjoyed 8th MS Team, so... Um, you know, by and far, uh, you know, pretty much a legend in the business. So, Ryoma's doing Ryoma stuff to the point in his neighborhood, and this is probably the hilarious bit in the in the show, is um, he runs into a neighbor, uh, Carlos. And Carlos like, hey, you looking uh, poorer than usual, uh, Ryoma, how's it going? And Ryoma's like, ah, cut the shit, Carlos, go back to Mexico. <laughs> Oreo. I voted for Trump. Sadly. Sadly. 
for real. So Rioma is just minding his own business and, 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 you know, going home. And so what happens? These three assassins just randomly roll up on him. And, uh, you know, they start trying to attack him and, and, you know, guy with a katana, very tall black dude. And then there's a guy with the throwing knives and it is just an all out slugfest from there. And Ryoma's doing well to survive. Even though he's hurt, he survives. And then, of course, the guys in suits show up. And who's behind the guys in suits? None other than Dr. Satome. So, best way to recruit people? uh, Send assassins after them. And abduct them. (laughs) That way you can explain the nobility of your plan. But, um, of course, the Oni do attack, and uh, Ryoma finds himself in the thick of it, and uh, pretty much through this element agrees to to fight, and he becomes the pilot of Getter One. Um, Getter One, of course, is the the titular uh, robot, the titular giant robot, the, the red robot. So... From there, we go to episode two after he's been introduced to Dr. Satome, his son, who is uh, badly hurt and um, the like. And, of course, um, you know, we get to the daughter and the daughter you'll really like, uh, Michiru. Of course, Michiru is portrayed differently here than in every other iteration of Getter Robo. She's kind of She's kind of stoic here. She's not the happy-go-lucky girl you remember. And ironically enough, that that seriousness and everything that's played up really well is done by none other than Hall of Famer Wendy Lee. You know, need no introduction there. So yeah, Wendy Lee's been in everything. In everything, yes. Legendary. So, after Ryoma, we're introduced to Hayato in episode two. And Hayato is... Ryoma's the the strong, hot-blooded, tough guy. Even though they're all hot-blooded in ways. Hayato is... In this Getter-Robo series, he is a cold, calm terrorist who has a tendency to be psychotic. Yes. Yeah. yeah so when you meet him, yeah, sounds about accurate for a going to guy title. So you meet him as he's doing this, this, this caper here, he's busting into this facility, shooting people, blowing them up. But then his crew start turning on him because of the Oni attack. And when the Oni bites you, apparently, and slash it up, you become one of them. Kind of like zombies. So, his crew is getting all kinds of, uh, you know, fierce when Ryoma shows up. And Ryoma and Hayato, they don't exactly, uh, you know, they don't hit it off when they first meet. They don't. Because uh, to Ryoma, this guy's an intruder. So, obviously, they fight each other. That's the way this goes. Then, of course, they they realize they have a common foe in the Oni and whatever's driving them. 
Um, and pretty much, Hayato becomes the the pilot for Getter Two, which is uh, the 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 giant uh, drill, the giant drill mecha. And by this point, we have had two mass robot fights. Well done stuff. And at this point, uh, it's been a combination. Really, it's been Ryoma and Dr. Satome piloting the 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 the, the getter um the 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 getter uh uh suits that also because they, they transform they convert into jets and everything of course dr satome is getting up there and the last few conflicts really leave him hurt like he can't really do this anymore probably shouldn't have been doing this in the first place so we get to the person that's supposed to fill that spot much similar to the original uh anime before we get to that reveal person playing hayato jin uh in japan he's played by uh not uh naoya uh uchida in english kirk thornton so there's another another veroni kenshin vet he was uh ajine saito there you go so another icon there from Kenshin and you know, Kirk, Kirk Thornton has quite the history. Um, he's also Jet Link in Cyborg 009. He's also so, the current voice of Siegfried in Soul. There you go, everybody. <laughs> See how it's all connected? This is why this is a special. If you watched the 16 bit sushi earlier, there you go. <laughs> so then we get to the third person of the trio, and that's Ben K. Musashibo, who is actually a warrior monk named after the very legendary uh, hero of the same name. He's actually a combination of two um, Getter robo-pilots. He's the combination of Musashi Tomoe, who was the original pilot of Getter 3, and his replacement, um, Binkei uh, uh, Kuruma. Uh, Binkei came in after um this is a spoiler for the old show uh for the original uh when musashi died binkei came in as the replacement to um help with the team with the new threat so this particular binkei is a combination of um those two characters and essentially is the uh he is the the soul of the team he tries to calm everybody down even though he is kind of a well, he fits a particular archetype. So when you meet him, he's a he's a warrior monk who used to be a vagabond that just uh, would go around sleeping with women and, and, and raiding stuff. Then he goes into redemption, but he still has those thoughts of lovely naked ladies and um and as and, and loves as we and loves to eat. Loves to eat. And of course, yes, he's the heavy set uh, person. Ben K is my uh, spirit animal. Ben K is the spirit animal. So Ben K is so bad. Let me tell you how bad Ben K is. Ben K is so bad. When you when you meet him in the episode, and he's just doing the stuff in the mountains, and he runs into a bear. And the bear's fishing, and he sees the two uh, lovely uh, uh, lovely sea bass there. And the bear's like, "What are you doing? That's my stuff." Ben K looks at the bear. And roars at the bear. 
the bear when running. That's how bad Ben K is. Yeah, that's how bad he is. And uh, Ben K in Japanese, he's in the Japanese audio track, he's played by uh, Kuyo Yuki uh, Yanada. And in English, he is played by Michael D. And I want to get it right, Michael D. McConaughey. Okay, so Michael McConaughey is the English voice of Astaroth. Wow. Wow. Sounds like this was made for you. (laughs) I I thoroughly enjoyed this show when I saw it. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Which is perfect. Um, And we've talked about Dr. Satome this whole time, and he's been kind of... He hasn't explained all of the things. He's just recruited people. Uh, Of course... Everyone has their reasons for joining and, and wanting to see things through. Ryoma's a fighter. Hayato sees this mystery that, you know, being the intelligent mind, he wants to see what this is about. And then you have Binkei who, you know, wants to avenge, um, you know, his, his fallen uh, monk monks, including his mentor, who was uh, changing to an Oni. Um, and, of course, loves to eat. So there you go. Yeah, Three hides and a cut. Now, the team doesn't get along instantly when they meet up, even for piloting their respective units. And, of course, Ben K pilots the Getter 3, which is the uh, the, the ground tank. Uh, yeah, the drill tank. The drill tank. Well, no, it's the, uh, it's the drill tank with missiles that also has the extended arms. Kind of, you know, it, it yeah. does like the judo tosses with it. It's pretty crazy, um, given matters. So... We've we talked about Dr. Satome and his he keeps things in mystery, just hey, I'm recruiting you guys. These Oni are out here. We don't know why, but we gotta, you know, I need you guys to help with this. And uh, you know, of course he he lets them just kind of wander the 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 uh research lab and do as they please. Cause, you know, it seems like he's hiding something. Um and just to bring all of this together. The, the the very man that brought him, the inventor of the Getter Robo himself, uh, played in Japanese by Kenryu uh, Arimoto, but in America played by, by Tom Weiner. So, for that name, Tom Weiner, some people may not know that name. So, let's 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 talk about it. He's also been under other names, Abe Lasser. Uh, Phil Matthews. So to give an idea of who this man is, uh, he is M. Bison in Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. So, as you... You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Ah! 
Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Everybody, uh, nope, we lost Chris, and you were quite silent for a little bit there. So I was just kind of letting the Chris go. That technically right here. I'm yep. sorry, uh, All Harvester. Right. Continue. No problem. Uh, it was weird hearing the bison. Remember, he's old. Also, Lord Hazanko in a little thing I love called Outlaw Star. Yep. Wasampa. Yep, Hagwasampa. Legend. So, as you can already tell at this point, this, this the dub cast reads like a Hall of Fame ballad. With so many filling the roles. Um, and so, the Getter team doesn't get along too well uh, when they first meet. And even when Ben K joins, Ryoma's just kind of like, uh, whatever, you know, I'm strong. I'm strong enough by myself. He's doing the whole I'm strong by myself deal. Then it turns into, uh, yeah, whatever, fatso, fight me. It turns into that. But then as time goes on, of course, obviously, you stick with it. Things start to change a little bit. But when they, 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 don't, they don't hit it off too well. But then... In the same vein, after smashing a table across Benkei's face, which, mind you, does nothing, um, Benkei is just in awe when he first meets Michiru. Um, and this is in, uh, by this point, we are well into the episode queue. So we are towards the episode four, episode five mark. So Ryoma gives him some friendly advice. Like, hey, if you really want to impress her and everything, just uh, pull out your penis. She'll really like that. Show her the goods, man. Show her the good. So, as you can probably already tell, the 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 getter team is kind of the wild bunch. So Benkei decides, hey, I'm gonna go talk to Chiru, and they're having this conversation, and of course, Benkei's got a sacred sword with him. Um, which is from uh, Lord, from uh, one of the ancient uh, lords, Lord uh, Reiko, to help um, slay uh, the evil beast. And in between that, Mitru's like, oh, sure, I want to see, sure, I'll definitely see it, the sword. Then, of course, Benkei figures that's an invitation to also, you know, show, show her the goods, which she smiles at him and then proceeds to kick him square in the uh in in the no-nos square in the no-nos and of course he crawls away uh in the most comedic fashion you know mumbling his his favorite quote that's that's uh bing k in uh the midst of it here uh some great mecha action throughout um by the time you reach the middle of the 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 show by the fifth episode um after um 
one of the big battles, there's a rip in the dimensional uh, portal, and it becomes an adventure of time and space because uh, actually travel back through time to the uh, Heian period or element that's been augmented to look like the the the, the Heian period, but it's not. So, you know, we're talking way before uh, the Warring States, before the, the the unification of Japan, way before that. So we're talking 13th century, 12th century. We're talking far back in history, very far back. And that's in sixth mansion where the Oni dwell. That's the title of the episode. And in that, uh, the Getter team is separated, and pretty much they have to get back together to fight the uh, the good fight. Riola, in the midst of it, meets um, Lord Raiko, who is hunting the Oni. And the person that's controlling them. Because see, in this kind of deal, you have a big bad. There's always a big bad. And the big bad in this one is Seime Abe. Who is played... (laughs) Who is played by um, Kim Strauss. Uh, Kim Strauss also um, is played in the midst of things. You probably know Kim Strauss. From the Young and the Restless, um, and Babylon Five, but is played for our sake in the world of anime. Uh, you know, has been in the Big O, Blue Dragon, Bleach. He was uh, um, Mitsuoni in Senjo uh, Tenge. Right, and he was also he was Dewey Novak in a in a another mecha classic, uh, Rekka Seven. Yep. So, Seime is very villainous and just wants to... He's aware of the Getter rays. And, oh, the Getter has come back and I have waited for long to fight it. So, there's this whole element because uh, of of Getter Robo being, you know, Mecha and Shonen. That the MacGuffin in this is the Getter itself. Like, what is the Getter? Some have portrayed it as the power source of evolution. Some have portrayed it as the gateway to hell. Some have portrayed it in different ways. It just uh, this is, attracts all the boys to the yard. Well, it certainly attracted Sammy. Um and so he sends his his minions out to fight uh, Lord Rako. Lord Rako in uh, this particular element is actually in English is played by. Another fave, uh, Mona Marshall. And quite unique to uh, the Gonagaiyan, I'll get to the character. Mona Marshall played uh, a little favorite of yours from way back when. Um, Suki Kage Ran. Okay, by the win. Yep. Um, that being said, uh, compared to a lot of Gonagai properties that would feature female characters, um, Lord Lord Reiko is portrayed quite well in uh, in this. She's not really cheesecake. Uh, if anyone has more cheesecake in here, ironically, it's Benkai. Because Benkai has a lot of shots where he's... You first meet him. Benkai is literally in his monk outfit. And obviously it goes up. He's wearing the, the, the loincloth. And well, there you go. 
Lots of lots of man meat there. Lots of man meat there. So he has more of the fan service shots. Uh, if anything, uh, Rico is portrayed well, very solid soldier, soldier leader. And um, it results in her leading her charge, impressed by Ryoma's ability, wants him to be by her side, but not as a subordinate, but as an equal. And of course, Ryoma's like, nah, I'm going to kill Seimei and just be on my way. I'm going to do that. Um, no not to you. And mind mind you, they fought before and um you know realize, hey, he's not an Oni, he's just uh hot blooded as all hell. That's how he's able to survive, like he can fight you hand to hand. It's like, no, go on and use your sword. I'm I'm just gonna do this hand to hand thing right now. So then we 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 reach the point where the getter team has to mine. And so Kai has been living pillar he's been living with his wife while also cheating on her in, in this world because it's been Kai and pathetic. Meanwhile, you have uh, Hayato who's um just doing his Hayato thing. He's being cold and fierce and just kind of being a bandit to survive. But eventually they all meet up again. Um they have the big fight with uh, Seimei. Sadly, uh, Reiko, who fought a good fight, did not make it, but uh, gives uh, uh, Ryoma the power to go forward to, you know, in the getter to defeat Seimei. And uh, from there, they return home. And you'd think that'd be the end of, of this. But uh, this is actually just episode eight. This is episode, this is episode eight. <laughs> There's still a few more to go. The same A comes back in full demonic giant-sized form with a hellish carrier that includes, you know, giant demon mouths and naked women for his uh, vessel because it's it's going to die. And so the getter team goes to fight. And where do they fight, Harvester? In the city. Mm. You need something to cushion your giant robot's fall. All the people. <laughs> all the all the collateral damage. All if the you collateral want a giant robot to fall on you. You shouldn't have been in. This is valid. Um it is during the, the midst of, of all of this, um we get uh this this it's during that that from that collision, and I want to get it right here. We get one of the more poignant episodes here. Actually, I'm jumping ahead because that comes that fight comes after the reveal. So Ryoma had this spiritual journey when uh, he was in the getter, and they went to upgrade the the reactor. And he sees the future, and the future is very Terminator and bad. There are people who used to be people that are now cyborgs. And even the people he's come to know are also cyborgs attached to the getter where their organs used to be. And he is like, what is this? And it's like, this is the future if you keep going with the getter. <laughs> and it drives the point home. This is your character development. And this is after, mind you, 
the team had returned and they were under heavy fire from the fortress from their own people. It's like, hey, you guys were gone for a bit, so we had to fortify the lab because we kept having attacks. Um, yeah. So even after that, Ryoma goes on this uh, this deal of time and space in the getter, and he's going at light speed. They're telling him to slow down. He tries. He can't. And then he sees the Terminator future. So he gets scared, which leads to... That's from Hell's Upheaval, certainly enough. Um, and then we get to Lone Wolf, which is episode 10. And uh, he decides, nah, I'm done with this. So he decides to leave. Leaving Benkai and, and Hayato there. And Ryoma just goes back to the old life. So he meets Carlos again. He's like, hey, Carlos, what's up? He's like, oh, man, bad news. Since you were gone, those Yakuza guys, they took your dad's place. They took your, grandfa rather, they took your grandfather's dojo. And then on top of it, they threatened the landlord to sell. So we're all evicted. <laughs> like, well... What about the girls? Oh, man, I think they got picked up by INS, so they actually got deported <laughs> back to the Philippines. But Ryoma's not happy with how life has treated him during his uh, absence to save the world and such. He got 2020. He did get 2020, very much so. So then he confronts the Yakuza guys, and uh, of course he beats them up to such a point. I mean, literally, there's a guy started with yeah I'm, I'm a i'm a knife i'm a blade licking uh gangster here well that very blade ended up in that guy's uh butt cheek by the time that fight was over <laughs> that's that's how ryoma gets down um but as he's fighting other yakuza in the street he starts getting visions of the future and before you know it Oh my goodness, Seimei comes back with his super demonic slash erotic demonic vessel of destruction because it's going to guy. And then we get uh, Thus the Divine Wind Blows. And this is a very sound episode. This is, uh, you know, the, the epic fight here is really good. Um, so much happening destruction-wise. The 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 way the the fight is structured between the getter the getter changing between forms and then unleashing its full power uh, after such a back and forth the full blast of the getter rays uh, are unleashed and not only vaporizes Same but it vaporizes it, it 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 causes mass damage to the city. Um, there's a huge crater where the getter sits. And now all the pilots are like, oh, what the hell is this? This is not what I signed up for. It... <laughs> all this power. So they're, they're kind of upset. They're a little upset. And uh, Dr. Satome is deep in the basement, uh, surrounded by the getter rays, you know, which he had been doing in parts throughout, you know, talking to possibly his uh, talking to his son. Or possibly his own regret, and um, seeing things ahead of time. So that's when all the reveals comes in. That oh, Same and the others were you know came in because uh, that was kind of planned out that that would happen. And Hayato's like, how long have you know? Why was Ryoma chosen for this? Why were we chosen? Was this random? What is this? 
And that's when all the that's when all the skeletons start coming out the closet. Yeah. Towards towards the end of episode uh eleven and then to episode twelve, Heaven and Earth, that's when we get the reveal of the four kings. And the four kings are these huge, immense uh, uh, creatures. They're kind of like, uh, much like the Mazinger Z villains, they're kind of like the Mr. Potato Head uh, creatures. You know, you take one thing and you mesh it with another, and oh, there you go. Uh-oh. Can you guys hear me? Uh-oh. There we go. I'm still listening, sir. Well. Oh, still here. Just making sure. As uh, just making sure for technical difficulties. But the Mr. Potato Head monsters show up, and uh, they're all played by icon. Okay, so I'll I'll name. Okay, so they're all played by. In in, I'm gonna go bit by bit for the characters. So their leader is played in English by Jameson Price. Their second is played by Dan Warren. The third is oh, played by Paul. Sure, sure. Give some folks. Uh, Jameson Price from the fighting game fans is uh, Iron Pagan. Or Leo White fan. Guilty gear guy. Dan. Oh, Leo. Leo. Leo yes. the White Fang. Dan Warren is uh, Biaki Akushki. Bleach. He was also Roy Fokker and uh, I'm remembering my correctly. Hello, still here. Yep, I'm back here. Yep. Adam, the harvester, still there? Harvester. Right, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I got disconnected too, unfortunately. Um, but as you were saying uh, with, with Dan Warren. He was uh, Biaki Okuchki in uh, Bleach. Awesome. Phenomenal. Yeah. I think he was uh, Roy Fokker. Ooh, okay. A lot of lot of epic stuff here, and the 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 cast of the four kings, the four heavenly kings, is rounded out by, um, in English, Paul Saint Peter and the one, the only Richard Epcar. Uh, so. And 
Also, not a bad Joker. Not bad at all. If you like any oh, so combat stuff. Definitely. Definitely. So, four kings show up, and they are very... They are very uh, get good type of villains. They're like, we're the we're the gods. Y'all ain't nothing. We gonna destroy all y'all stuff. That's pretty much it. I'm paraphrasing, but that's that's pretty much the dialogue bit. It's so epic. Uh, despite all the reveals and some of the horrors, the Getter team decided to forge ahead as they you know that that's been the motto of uh, the series and the characters to forge ahead, to make it work. And um, the fight is very, very grand. It goes places. It transcends space. And it's all over the place. Yes, I know I, that, that rhymed. Which leads to There Goes Ryoma. Which is the final episode... It is the final conflict. Um, upon conclusion with uh, their, their, their immense battle with the four heavenly kings, uh, there's a figure standing in the midst of it's the distant future Getter Machine, which the lead, leader of the four heavenly kings, Tamonten, uh, uh, revealed to them that said, this is your future of humanity no, the getter is allowed to continue before getting, you know, smushed. And so Ryoma's like, I can't run away. So he disengages from his team and, you know, saying that he's doing this for his friends. His, his friends. Um, and goes into the beam as he is having this conversation with this behemoth of a machine, this relic. This is one of the possible futures. And Ryoma just goes charging in and it goes to white. And we fast forward, it's two years later. Um, you know, Michiru is by herself doing the research because her dear old dad, uh, before the epic fight with the four heavenly kings, gave his last hurrah. And unleashing uh, the new power to help them in their fight, um, you know. And in that deal, that was a, some there's emotional spots in this OVA, and that was one of them. They had been referring to Doctor Satome, especially Ryoma, as a shithead in the dub. They have been referring to him as a shithead up until that point, and it dawned on them like, oh man, you're not going to be around anymore. And so, with this two-year jump, Binkei, Hayato, and Michiru are looking over the, the mountaintop, and Hayato is like, this is just something we're, it's something that's happening that we're out of loop. He's like, what, you mean he's still alive? You think he's alive out there? So, who knows? And we look uh, past that, and we go into space, and we see these Heavenly figures, and we see Ryoma, we see the Getter One, and he's charging through, and then we fade to black. And all of this in between is uh, accompanied by 
um, jam project music. Uh, Hironobu uh, Kagiyama uh, did, of course, the the opening song and the ending song. Uh, the ending song entitled uh, "No Serenity," which is a very, which ironically for the song is a very peaceful sounding song. Uh, the lyrics are very hot blooded and badass. And with that, that concludes uh, New Getter Robo. Um, the characters at their core, with the exception of Michiru, the, the main cast of the, the trio, are pretty much to their hot-blooded natures. Uh, obviously, some differences, as there's been a lot of different renditions of Getter Robo. Um, this was directed by... Uh, Juna uh, Kawagoe and was a pretty sound element and I've enjoyed uh, Kawagoe's work on a few things he's done uh, prior to this um, Shooting Doji which is another uh, Gonagai work um, of course Getter Robo Shin Getter Robo versus Neo Getter Robo um, Mazen Kaiser Skull um, Cyborg 009 versus Devil man so a lot of the the key stuff and he will actually be director he is helmed to do get a robo arc so all in all an enjoyable romp uh, um this this anime goes into things there's blood there's there's intense action um but i enjoyed it uh, i'm not even had to give it a rewatch i haven't I haven't sat down with Get a Robo in quite some. It, it's well worth it. Um, if if you like actioners, if you like giant robots, if anything, given Get a Robo's history, some might be intimidated to come in at this juncture uh, because Get a Robo's uh, renditions have been different over time because of their different manga adaptations. Uh, you can jump into New Getter Robo and get the the gist of this without having to really be familiar with the the main mythos of um of the series. You can jump into this and have this be your starter and go from there. Um, I felt pretty confident watching it myself. Uh, it made me want to uh, learn more and seek out the original Getter Robo, which I'm hoping with things happening with uh with discotech and shout out to discotech for rescuing this title that uh they will take a chance and license the original getter robo pretty neat to have would be neat i mean be nice to put next to uh mazinger z and great mazinger so you know a good foray you have uh giant monsters you have intense action um you have you have blood you have collateral damage you have some um some some horror elements into play um it's it's a it's a good romp 13 episodes enjoyed every bit of it definitely a recommend I can definitely. And so, on that note, as we have uh, reached our particular element here with the review, 
this will actually conclude our special of 16-bit sushi in ARS 45 half and half. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this foray. Uh, Harvester, is there anything you want to say to the lovely people? Um, make sure you check out the giant robot shows. Uh, actually, if I can so bold suggestion, giant robot. So, most modern giant robot shows are doing everything with because hand drawn giant robots are difficult and expensive. If you are willing to give it a shot, Graham Blam has really awesome giant robot action and it's all hand drawn. So, that's my recommend. Uh, don't forget to look out for fandom posts. And uh, don't be terrible to each other. Don't be terrible to each other. Um, Deckard Bain, is there anything you'd like to add? to wrap things up here in a nice little uh, bow. Deck of Bane. Yep, sorry about that. Guys had to go help out the wife. Oh, totally understandable. Is there anything you'd like to add for the closing of this uh, very special edition, this half and half of 16-bit sushi and uh, ARS 45 flagship? Uh, eat good food. Watch good anime. Come watch our shows. DeckardBane83 at twitch.com and on Twitter at DeckardBane83. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Well, all the good stuff. And with good that, stuff. of course, you can always check us out at, you know, check us out on Facebook as well as Twitter for the anime rest stop. Not hard to find. Of course, you can uh, find uh, the founding father right here, Founders Foundry. As you know, as well as ARS founder on Twitter. On that lovely note, thank you everyone for joining us for this lovely foray. Be safe, be vigilant, and we'll see you again soon. Take it easy, everybody. Whether it's a four course sit down dinner or a line starts in the kitchen buffet, there's one thing you'll find at the center of it all Swift Meats. Fresh, tender roast beef, succulent pork chops, mouth-watering steaks. For more than 160 years, Swift Pork and Beef delivers the flavor that brings everyone to the table. Discover new meal ideas at SwiftMeats.com. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.